0: More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck And
1: I'm Lisa Popcheck And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, Mending Fences. Good fences make good neighbors, as the saying goes. Are challenging relationships getting you down? We're going to help you set healthier boundaries. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of
2: every day. Surprising.
1: Relevant. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, Mending Fences. As the saying goes, good fences make good neighbors. Are challenging relationships getting you down? We want to help you set healthier boundaries. You know, maybe you're in a relationship with somebody you feel is taking advantage of you in some way. Maybe they keep doing that same hurtful thing over and over. Maybe they don't ever say sorry or won't take no for an answer. Or maybe they're just an all-around difficult person to get along with. <laughs> we all have somebody like that in our lives. Well, we want to help you build better boundaries to decrease the drama and increase your peace. Give us a call. The number is 877 573 seven eight two five that all-around person
2: (laughs) i liked how you said that an all-around difficult person because you know i think a lot of people filled in that blank before difficult before you said it because we can get very very angry when somebody is difficult when we think we have tried to smooth over the relationship or address the problem and it's not working and we're not sure how to set the appropriate boundaries. We're not sure how to fix the situation. And yet there they are. And we have to be with them. Whether that is in our extended family situation, even with our adult children or our older parents, whether that is with our in-laws or a sibling that has driven us crazy since the moment we shared a playpen, or a coworker where we have to be there day in and day out working alongside with this person our livelihood depends on it how do we deal with them when they are that difficult person we're here to discuss all of that today
1: 8775737825 again that's 8775737825 call up and share are you in a relationship with somebody that you feel Maybe it's taking advantage in some way, big or small. Maybe they keep doing that same hurtful thing over and over again, no matter how many times you've tried to address it. Maybe they don't even acknowledge they've done something wrong or won't say sorry or won't take no for an answer and keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Or they're just an all-around challenging person to deal with. We want to help you build better boundaries, decrease the drama, and increase your peace. 877 573 7825 again that's 877-573-7825 you know boundaries are an important part of all healthy relationships and every day on more to life we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of saint john paul's theology of the body for folks who aren't aware of what that is when he was the pope saint john paul gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years on how god's fingerprints all over creation reveal his plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier holier relationships
2: now the theology of the body reminds us that we are called to communion darn it (laughs) we are and a lot of us would love to have it just be just us and jesus but no we're called to communion a destiny to be one with god and each other and yet in the christian vision of unity Becoming one with God and the communion of saints does not require the destruction of self. That is the total denial of our God-given needs and hopes and dreams. We are made in the image and likeness of God. God is a trinity who is one God, but is still three distinct persons. Even though we're called to live in communion, we still get to be our very own selves. We're allowed to protect and assert our own God-given needs and hopes and dreams, even in heaven, when we are entirely united with God and every other person in heaven will still be
1: us. And that's why healthy, um, healthy boundaries are important. You know, they allow us to get close to other people while still allowing us to maintain our own integrity and dignity as unique and unrepeatable persons who deserve to be known and loved, not just as a means to an end or an extension of somebody else's ego, but as persons in our own right. So healthy boundaries allow us to pursue unity with others in a manner that's still respectful of our dignity as unique and unrepeatable persons. You know, healthy boundaries aren't ever intended to be a way of hurting other people. And they're not usually a way of cutting people off, although we have a tendency to think of them that way. The best boundaries just give somebody a healthy way to do the thing that they've been trying to do in a pretty unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. So for instance, you know, has the person been speaking disrespectfully to me? Well, a good boundary will show them how to address their concern in a more respectful way. Um, if If they've been taking advantage of me, then a good boundary gives them a way to meet their needs without being selfish. So when I set good boundaries, I create the proper amount of space in a relationship that allows each person to thrive. They allow us to stop worrying about protecting ourselves from each other so we can properly give ourselves to each other. And that's what we're talking about today on More to Life. Are you in a challenging relationship with somebody that you feel isn't respecting your boundaries, is perhaps taking advantage of you in some way, or keeps hurting you in that same way over and over again, even when you've tried to address it with them? Maybe they don't even admit that they've done something wrong and won't say they're sorry, or maybe they're the kind of person that just doesn't take no for an answer and keeps pressing and pressing and pressing, and you don't know how to set a boundary because you've tried and they don't care. (laughs) Or maybe they're just an all-around difficult person to get along with, and and they just create a lot of drama in your life, and you're not sure how to be around them without getting sucked into the vortex of all of their crazy. (laughs) Well, we want to help you build better boundaries, decrease the drama, and increase your peace. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the the Father, and the Son, and the the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence, and we bring to you all those challenging relationships with people who don't respect our boundaries, even when we try to set them. We bring to you those people, and we ask you to teach us how to respond to those individuals in ways that glorify you, that help us to be our best selves, and challenge those around us to be their best selves as well, so that in all exchanges and in all our interactions with people, we are building your kingdom by creating healthier, holier relationships with the people in our lives. Help us to know how to set appropriate boundaries that invite people to discover healthy ways to get their needs met when they've been trying to meet them in unhealthy ways with us. Help us to use boundaries that allow us to work for the good of others, even in these complicated situations, so that we can cooperate with your grace to build more peace into our lives, and create healthier, holier relationships. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the the Father, Father, the Son, Son, and the the Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, uh, the show is titled Mending Fences, and as the saying goes, good fences make good neighbors. We're talking about those challenging relationships in our life with people who don't respect our boundaries who won't take no for an answer, who keep doing that same hurtful thing over and over again, even when we've told them to stop, or if we've tried to set a boundary and they just keep rolling over it anyway. What do we do in those situations? How can we respond gracefully and lovingly um, without getting caught up in the drama and actually letting that person drag us into, you know, sinful responses, angry responses, all those kinds of things that, that don't allow us to be our best selves.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, we often think that setting a boundary means either building a giant wall and cutting off the relationship entirely, or saying, well, we're Christian and we really shouldn't have any boundaries with people because we want to bring Christ into this relationship or into their lives, and we don't know what the healthy holy healing way to build a boundary is in that relationship so we're both called to live more virtuous lives and a healthier relationship together so that we can all make it into that communion of saints in heaven together it takes skills it takes some finesse it takes some commitment and we can help you do that in your particular relationships today if you give us a call on more to life at 877 877- Five seven three, seven eight two five. 573 7825 that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Elaine, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio.
1: Elaine, welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today?
0: Uh, Yes, um, the the new school year is about to start, and I homeschool my three children. But we also uh, take care of my dad. He lives with us. He's 91. And the the summer, I've been thinking I need to probably set a boundary. But I, I feel a little bit guilty about doing it and not sure if I really even should since he is 91. But with our homeschool schedule, we eat, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And my dad tends to stay up really late and then sleep late. So his breakfast and lunch... Are different than ours, and
1: you told our screener that his 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 dinner is your breakfast, basically, because he's staying up all night.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he usually eats dinner with us, but his his uh, breakfast is between our breakfast and lunch, and then his lunch is between our lunch and dinner, and then he'll eat dinner with us. Um, and sometimes mm-hmm. he may skip lunch. Um, gotcha. But it's like I feel like I'm constantly being interrupted, and. It's like, it's like, I want to do this, I want to care for him, but at the same time, it's like, when I'm trying to teach, and uh, depending on the child, and their ability to switch gears and be distracted... Yeah, of course. It's
1: no, hard. I mean, so, so let's... I, the When we talk about, you know, how do we know if we're being selfish or not, okay? Um, I think a good rule of thumb is that we... Um, can be flexible about the how and the when, but but can kind affirm of about our what. Right? So, so, what I need is X. I need, I need to have regular meals, alright? That's, that's the what in my metaphor here. But the how and the when, I have to be flexible about it, because a selfish person isn't. They want what they want, how they want it, and when they want it. And you have to just dance, do, do my dance, because this is what I want, and when I want it, and how I want it, right? and and that 's kind of what 's happening with your dad right you know it, it, you''re you 're you're, you're not saying no dad i won 't feed you or no dad i won 't meet your needs it 's you know dad you 're part of our household, and this is the schedule that our household operates on, uh, and so it would be helpful if you could either accommodate to that or you know by you know sleeping when everybody else sleeps in the house or you know just waiting a little bit longer for your meal because that's when i'm able to do that and you're so you're proposing a how and a when that would work for everybody and and that's not selfish that you know that you're setting healthy boundaries again what we said at the very top of this is about a a good boundary is one that gives a a person a healthy way to do the thing they've been trying to do in unhealthy ways and so you know by saying to dad hey look you know we either need you to you know get on a healthier sleep schedule or to be patient you know so that you can eat with the rest of us um and and there's nothing selfish in setting that boundary that's actually healthy for him not just physically but it's healthy for him to be able to participate in the household and in benefit from the social interactions with you and the kids
2: now in a perfect world i absolutely 100 percent agree with my husband having gone through a situation with an elderly parent who also in my case my mother had dementia and as some people not all, but as some people age, being able to sleep normally in terms of what the rest of the world does before we've hit a very, you know, late stage geriatric situation actually is medically impossible. If that's the case, Elaine, then I ask you to really take a look at what can you do to simplify this for you and the family so you and the kids are not interrupted in school as much. So, you know, just as as if your children were going out to school, You would pack their lunches the night before, and they'd just be ready to go. Can you, when you make your family's meals, just compartmentalize in a microwavable container or an easily warmable in the oven container his meal? So he staggers down for his meal completely off your system, and you put a pre-made meal that you've already done for the whole family in, into a microwave you microwave it and there is his meal you take five minutes or so to catch up with him give the kids a you know quick bathroom break while you do that and then boom you're right back to
1: school or perhaps you have something like insure or some healthy protein bars or something that he can have as a snack to tide him over Exactly. so you know you're not dealing with blood sugar issues or any of those other things so you're still being accommodating but you're setting healthy boundaries that don't require you to stop everything just to attend, you know, how and when he's asking you to attend. So, you know, I think, you know, saying to him, look, Dad, you know, I want to meet all of your needs, um, but here are some of the other things that we need to keep in mind. You know so if you can get on a healthier schedule great if not you might have to wait for the actual meal but here are some ways to tide you over that I've prepared for you you know those are some options that we can kind of stick to and then you just keep that schedule so that you're able to attend to everybody's needs in a healthy way but,
2: but- I will say that just because he is your father does not mean that he gets to rule the roost in your home. If this is a medical situation that is throwing off his entire schedule, that is one thing and you need to work out your own issues with that to be able to make it life easier for you as a homeschool teacher and your children. But if you're saying, but he's my dad and can I do this? Yes, you can. Well, you can and, and in the catechism,
1: it specifically says that adult children do not owe their their parents obedience. They owe respect, but not obedience. And so, you know, just because he's your dad doesn't mean that you have to do what he's asking you to do the way he's telling you to do it and when. Uh, you're, you're being respectful to him by giving him a healthy way to meet those needs. Um, and, and while still being able to attend to the other very important things that God has given you to do, specifically raise your kids, right? Um, which which really kind of trumps that. So, so, Elaine, thank you so much for the call. I hope that this will give you some ways to feel more confident in setting those boundaries with your dad so that you can attend to his needs and in a generous way while still doing the other work that you have to do. If there's more that we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here again on More to Life. We're happy to help in any way we can. And we are taking your calls, listeners, today on More to Life about Mending Fences. Those, those tricky situations where we're not sure how to set a boundary, or we've set a boundary and the other person doesn't care, and they keep stepping over us anyway. Those times when somebody keeps hurting us in the same way over and over again, even if we've tried to address it, or they don't say that they're sorry, or won't take no for an answer, or they're just an all-around difficult person to get along with. We want to help you build boundaries that decrease the drama, make your relationships healthier, and increase your peace 877-573-7825 again that number is 877-573-7825 and when we come back we'll be continuing to take your calls about setting healthy boundaries plus we'll be joined by rachel watkins we'll be sharing some insights on good boundaries stick around for that and a whole lot more when more to life continues after the break
4: would you
0: get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot
4: Connection with Teresa Tomio. There's so many issues that need to be discussed when we're looking at this continuing problem of mass shootings. At the heart of it is what's going on with the human person, though. Father John brings up deaths of despair in great detail in his beautiful Rescue Project series. Where so many young people now, or with that survey pre COVID, were talking about how desperate they felt, how lonely they felt, how isolated they felt how suicidal they felt. And then we had a recent survey come out from the CDC looking at a similar case with young girls and this feeling of desperation and loneliness that despite everything they had access to and what they could do with their bodies, this so-called freedom, the world's version of freedom that's shoved down our throats every single day, they're still not happy. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio, Weekdays,
0: 9 a.m. Eastern,
1: Everyday Living, Effortless Giving, CharityMobile.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck and I'm Lisa Popcheck and you're listening to the best of More to Life. Welcome
2: back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled Mending Fences. We talk about setting good boundaries, especially with the challenging people in our lives who don't take no for an answer or don't ever say that they're sorry or are just an all-around difficult person to get along with. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. And we are joined right now by Rachel Watkins. She is the developer of the Little Flowers Girls Club. She's the mom of 11. And Rachel, you wanted to share some insights about some good kind of best practices for setting healthy boundaries with the people in our life. Welcome to More to Life.
3: Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Lisa. It's a hard road to travel, isn't it?
1: Oh, it sure is, Rachel. And,
2: you know, you have a very large family. So you have a lot of boundaries that you need to set both within your home and also with people who would like to offer you opinions about said family all of the time. Can you give us some tips you've learned over the years?
3: Well, I think it takes prayer and prudence and patience. Pray about who you need to have a tough conversation with. Think about the who, the why you want to do it, and a lot about the when you want to do that. And that's where the virtue of prudence comes in. Think about where this conversation should take place. And I suggest you don't take any big family event. Don't do it at the Mm -hmm. wedding. Don't do it at Christmas dinner. Do it at a downtime, when the relationship might be quieter and healthier, to establish some rules with a person you're having a challenge with and tell them why you want to have the conversation, what it's about, and how to move forward.
2: That's really, you know, about starting with praying for prudence, isn't it? Because, you know, when you say don't do it at a big family event like a holiday or a wedding, it's not about our ego. It's not about bringing all the observers alongside to back you up or to start some big kerfuffle. The prudence we're praying for is how do I handle this in a way that can bring real healing and communion between us? And we can't really do that just on our own human terms, isn't it? So we start with prayer, and especially a prayer for prudence. What else should we be doing?
3: Well, with that prudence comes with, I want this conversation to be effective, and I want our relationship at the end of the conversation to be healthier and holier. I want to do good. I never want to do bad. And that might take some patience, where you are gently reminding the person of, remember that conversation we had last week on the phone? This is a, this is a topic I don't want to discuss or my husband and I have made a decision and this is what we're going forward. Can you honor that? And that way our relationships hopefully will grow in love and in real depth of communion rather than always butting heads about the same old topics again and again.
2: I like the fact that you actually said, can you honor that? Because you're allowing a little bit of discussion there. You know, They can come back and say, but I, I need to be able to say this. And then you can say, but this is the way you can say that. Or this is how we can talk. Or this is the situation in which I can hear you better before you get to the end of the conversation. And really clearly state before leaving one another this is how we have to do this this is our new boundaries and rules and we're both going to try to adhere to that or you firmly do it because they're not being so agreeable right
3: exactly and that is patience on our part reminding them you might want to give them a script you say things like this i feel that And tell them, you may mention it this way, or not mention it at all, reminding them of that. And if you need to, you hang up the phone, you walk away, and then go back to prayer again. Lord, continue to heal this relationship, because you want us to love each other in a way that reflects your love for us.
1: Well, Rachel, I want to thank you for being with us. Always great insights, and uh, folks who would like to learn more about the Little Flowers Girls Club, they can go to BeholdPublications.com. That's BeholdPublications.com to learn about the Little Flowers Girls Club and how to start a chapter in your area. Rachel, thanks again for being with us. Our best to you and the family. God bless,
3: guys. Take care.
1: Take care. And we are taking your calls, listeners, right now at 877 573 7825. The topic is boundaries on our show titled Mending Fences. As the old saying goes, good fences make good neighbors. And that's especially true in all of our relationships with the difficult people in our life. You know, those folks who. Whether they mean to or not, keep taking advantage of us, or keep doing that same hurtful thing over and over, even when we've tried to address it, those people who don't ever say sorry or won't take no for an answer, or are just an all-around difficult person to get along with, how do we respect our call to be generous and respectful and loving to everybody while not being a doormat or not getting caught up in the drama of it all? How can we have healthier, more peaceful lives and relationships, even with difficult people to deal with all the time? 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Back with more of your calls in just a minute.
3: We have something that stands in utter contrast to the lies of this world. It's called the Word of God. The Word of God is what demolishes all that sets itself up as an opponent to the good, the true, and the beautiful. All that sets itself up as an opponent to Christ Jesus. The Word of God is given to us so that we have something to hold on to that's true in all circumstances. We always have a place where we can wash ourselves in the regenerating waters of scripture. We have a place to retreat to, where we can cling to what is true. The Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and spirit, of the joint and the marrow, and it's a judge and critic of the thoughts and attitudes of the heart.
5: Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio.
0: Father Benedict Groeschel. I often go back to my
1: childhood. In church, we love to be reverent. I hear one irreverence after another. And week after week, month after month, the media churns out things that make fun of religion in general and make fun of Christianity in particular and particularly
0: make fun of the Catholic Church. No class. Absolutely no class.
1: EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, And I'm Lisa Popcheck, And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Jesus reminds us that the key to receiving mercy is being merciful to others. Being merciful means treating people in a manner that reminds them of their worth in God's eyes. We have lots of chances to practice being merciful all day, but the best place to start is in our marriage and family lives. Here are some ways you can begin being merciful to your spouse and kids and reminding them of what they're worth in God's eyes. First, be demonstrative with your love and affection. Let your spouse and kids feel God's love for them flowing through your arms when you hold them. Second, serve with joy. Remind your spouse and kids how much they're worth to God by taking the time to respond promptly to their concerns and requests. And Third, bear wrongs patiently and forgive willingly. By practicing these spiritual works of mercy, we give our spouse and kids a physical reminder that nothing they do will separate them from God's love or ours. To learn more about being merciful in your marriage and family life, check out my book, The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about setting good boundaries on our show titled Mending Fences. As the old saying goes, good fences make good neighbors. And we're talking about how to deal with those particularly difficult people. You know, those folks in our life who maybe take advantage of us in big or small ways. Maybe they do mean to, maybe they don't. Uh, But either way, you know, it's the same effect. Uh, Maybe they keep doing that hurtful thing over and over again, even though we've told them to stop. Uh, Maybe they don't ever say sorry or take responsibility for the hurtful things they do or say. Or they won't take no for an answer and keep pushing and pushing and pushing even when we've tried to set boundaries. If you are dealing with somebody who's just that kind of all-around difficult person to be with or get along with, we are here to help you build some better boundaries that enable you to be loving and generous and respectful but still make those relationships healthier, decrease the drama. And increase your peace. The number is eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Once again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five.
2: Let's talk now with Chris, who's listening to EWTN Radio in
1: Missouri on Covenant Catholic Radio. Hey, Chris, welcome to More to Life. What's up?
6: Hi, I'm calling because um, I have a. Um, Like, it is a relationship that is kind of, like, uh, tricky with my mom.
2: Um, Okay, we're going to ask you to get a little bit closer to your phone, because we want to hear every
6: word you're saying,
1: and you're a little distant. Yes, go ahead. That's better.
6: Can you hear me now? Better. Okay. We can. Thank you. uh, So, I'm an adult, and she's, like, elderly now. But she does have, and like, uh, throughout the years, I have come to realize that she has a lot of trauma that comes from childhood. She lost her mom when she was three. Anyway, so now I'm trying to set boundaries especially like uh, to advocate for my children who are like adults. And many times if they set the boundary, she takes it as um rejection. And I say Mom, don't take a no as being like a rejection towards you but like they don't want to. And like she takes it like very hard. And like, so it's very triggering for me and I really want to honor her as my mom, but I mean like when she does those things, it triggers and I mean like it makes it very, very hard for me to show empathy and compassion. And I really want to know what can I do to respond better when she acts in a very childish way because I know that it comes from that trauma that I just said and I really want to have a healthy relationship with her.
1: Thank you so much for your question. I, you know, obviously you have a beautiful heart and, and you love your mom and you know, and you, you want to really be there for her. And I think those are all wonderful things. You know, um, I think that, that what we have to keep in mind here is um, we're all wounded in some way, some of us more than others, but all of us are. And, and those wounds, at the end of the day, are our responsibility to attend to. Um, you know, I, I, I can ask, for example, my wife to help me deal with my wounds but ultimately I can't make them her responsibility. You know, she can support me as best she can, but at the point where my woundedness is affecting her life in negative ways um, or her attempts to support me aren't, being su- aren't sufficient, then she needs to say, you know, Greg, you-, you might need to get some help, you know, either from a spiritual director or a counselor or, or, or some, whatever that source is that would be appropriate for me to attend better to my wounds. Um, what I don't have the right to do is just dump all my woundedness on my wife and and have her just deal with it. And that's kind of what your mom's doing. You know, um, she doesn't mean to, uh, but you know, she, like you said, you, you understand that, that there's a lot of trauma, trauma in her own family of origin uh, and that that causes her to take uh, boundaries as rejection in some way. Um, and so then she gets hurt and and starts to react as if she's been offended, even if it's just a normal, perfectly healthy no to something that that uh, that, that your kids or you have to set with her. Um, and and so that the reason I started with all this is because it's it's important for you to recognize that you know you can be sensitive to your mom's woundedness, but you're not responsible for you know healing or accommodating to that woundedness. What you can do is what you're doing already, where you're saying, you know, mom um this was a perfectly healthy boundary that the kids set you know that was okay for them to say no that was not a rejection of you they love you very much uh and and you need to understand that when somebody says no that doesn't mean i don't love you it just means that they're not able to do thus and such now so you can give her that 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 clarification if she doesn't accept that then the next thing that would be loving thing to do is to say you know mom It it makes me sad that you don't know how to hear a a no or a boundary without feeling like you've been rejected. And I would love it if you would get in touch with and maybe have a handful of people that she could reach out to to get some professional help to heal those wounds. What you're describing, you know, and especially when you say that she lost her mom when she was three and there were other things there, is is very typical of, of what's called an anxious attachment wound. Uh, when somebody has anxious attachment, they they're they're always afraid of being abandoned, um, and they take when you, and and when you try to set a boundary with a person like that, they do take it very personally, as if you've rejected them and you don't love them anymore.
2: Sure, it takes it takes them right back. I mean, I lost my dad when I was five, so I have a bit of a, a empathetic situation with her, and it can, if you haven't done healing work on this, take you right back to being in your mother's case that three-year-old where you're thinking I'm going to lose everyone I'm going to be all alone I'm going to be frightened I'm going to be traumatized but thanks to the grace of God and and if she is a person of faith I really do want you to talk to her about the fact that God wants to heal her and God has put many skilled people who can help her work through this to heal that. Yes, she lost her mother. Yes, she went through difficult times. We can't take that back. We can't rewind that. But God does want to do real healing in her to show her that He hasn't left her and He's not going to leave her. And she can use even the most difficult things she's gone through to grow, to be a better person, to serve others who have gone through such things. And it's not too late for her to become an even stronger, more grace-filled woman of God. And you can help facilitate that by having, you know a selection of people she can call and be encouraging in that way. You're not going to be saying, "Mom, you're broken, just go get help." You're saying, "God really wants to help you with this and really heal you with this, not only so you can feel healthier and holier, Mom, but we can be a more whole family."
1: So, you know, uh, the, the the best you can you can, the thing that you can't do is reach into her heart and heal this wound for her. That's right. Right? So the only thing you can do, number 1 is what we said already, which is, you know, clarify for her you know mom you know just because the kids say no they didn't that does not mean that you aren't loved that doesn't mean that you're being abandoned that doesn't mean we don't care about you it just means that we couldn't do this um, and I really hope you can hear that mom if she continues to complain about it or, or react to that Then you can say you know mom it really concerns me that you're not able to hear No or a boundary without thinking that we don't love you or, or, or we're abandoning you So I would really love for you to talk to somebody and to get some healing if she rejects that That's okay. That's her choice. You don't have to convince her to to respond better you can, at that point You've done everything you can do and you can just say, I'm really sorry that this is so hard for you, Mom. And you might feel like you're shining her on or you're being disrespectful in some way, but you're not. You're, you're empathizing and you're recognizing that you, it's not your job or you're not able to do any more than that. Because even God can't heal our wounds if we're not willing to cooperate with that grace. Exactly. So you can't heal those wounds if she's not willing to do that work with you.
2: And so. I, I just want to say, Chris, you need to hear this. If, because there's some little part of you that, you know, as an adult child of somebody who's gone through trauma, we all have this in us somewhere, even if it's a quieter voice that only comes up sometimes. You cannot heal her by being the best daughter in the whole wide world. You know, we often think and have gotten that message from our parents that if we're just good enough and loving enough and present enough or we do 50,000 cartwheels or we end up graduating from Harvard with, you know, 22 PhDs, mom will heal or dad will heal. We can do the best we can to be in a healthy, grace-filled relationship with them, and that's all we can do. Only God can come in and heal those wounds for them. We can invite them to that. We can be supportive and encouraging in that, but there's nothing that you can or have to do in order to suddenly snap it all into place for her and make her whole.
1: Chris, again, like I started, I, I, you clearly have a beautiful heart. You love your mom a lot, and that's, that's all very admirable, um, but it's not your job to heal that wound. It's your job to provide some clarification uh provide some context and provide some resources for healing if she wants to pursue it beyond that you can empathize with her but you 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 can't fix her uh and you and you shouldn't try (laughs) thanks for the call chris if there's more we can do to support you don't hesitate to reach out to us again and we're here for you listeners taking your calls about dealing with those difficult relationships with people who just won't take no for an answer or keep doing that same hurtful thing over and over or just all around tough to get along with give us a call at 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573-7825 as we head out to our break it's time for our scripture of the day which comes to us from psalm 147
2: sing praise to the lord for he has strengthened the bars of your gates and brings peace within your borders
1: i I want to highlight something here where where does god bring peace (laughs) within
2: Within your your borders
1: borders.
2: (laughs) okay but i also love that it says he's strengthened the bars of your gates so you know we we do need to set our own boundaries to have those gates but god wants to honor that he's going to come along and strengthen our bars which means our internal settings, our abilities to do this, even when we don't think we can.
1: You know, I mean, and, and, and you know, people often act when we try to strengthen those bars or allow God to strengthen those bars. People often act like we were doing some horrible thing. You know, oh, I thought you were Christian. You know, the metaphor I like to use is this. Here's what a good boundary looks like. Imagine that somebody loves to keep climbing in your back window. Right. And and, and they, they do it. They like knock over all the stuff on your shelves and they create a mess. And, you know, so you're like, can you stop climbing through my back window? I'm like, no, I, I'm going to this is how I want to come in your house. Every time I come to your house, I'm going to climb in the back window, whether you like it or not. So you lock the window and you put bars over the window. So now they can't come in. But you stand at the front door and you hold it open. And you're like, if you want to come in my house, come in through the front door like a normal person. But they're still standing in the backyard screaming and crying. You won't let me climb through the window. What's wrong with you? I thought you were a good person. You don't love me. No, and you're standing at the front door saying, just come in the front door like a normal person. And they're like, no, you don't love me. Are you being a bad person by holding the front door open? No. They're being unreasonable. (laughs) You're giving them a healthy way to do the thing they want to do in an unhealthy way. That's what a good boundary does right and that's what we're helping you do today on more to life and that's what the scripture is all about sing praise to the lord for he has strengthened the bars of your gates so people can walk through the gate instead of busting through the bars and he brings peace within your borders, Psalm 147, verses 12 to 14. We are taking your calls now about setting those kinds of boundaries that allow God to bring peace within your borders because you've strengthened those gates. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue right after the break. And are written in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, Teach Me to Pray. The free Ignatian Prayer Series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Click on the red box. Order the Lord Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com.
4: What is one of the most challenging doctrines of the Catholic Church to comprehend? It is the mystery of the real presence of Jesus Christ in the sacrament of the Eucharist. The Catholic Catechism tells us that Christ is present to his Church in many ways, but most especially in the Eucharistic species, and that his presence in these species of bread and wine is unique. The whole christ body, blood, soul, and divinity is truly, really, substantially contained therein. In other words, under sacramental signs, he is physically as well as spiritually present. St. John Christendom declares that man does not cause this miraculous occurrence. A man, the priest, acting in the role of Christ, does pronounce the words. But it is Christ himself whose power and grace brings about the transformation of the bread and wine into his body and blood. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism.
1: Thank you for joining
2: us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're taking your calls today at 877-573-7825 about good boundaries on our show titled Mending Fences. In the number 877-573-7825.
2: We'll talk now with Amber, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Indiana on Catholic Radio of Indy.
1: Hey, Amber, welcome to More to Life. What's going on?
5: Hi, thanks for taking my call.
2: Sure,
1: um, what's up?
5: So, I have been um, working really hard to set boundaries with my parents. Um, my, I guess just a quick, quick, quick backstory is my whole life, they have always preferred my brother. He's just, you know, the king of the crop. And so now that we're older and we both have families and whatever, it still continues. And I've kind of just, ignored it for a very very long time so my kids started getting hurt by it because they noticed Mm. again that they were preferring the niece and nephew over my two and now I have a third so anyways so we just decided it would be best to just kind of set some boundaries So I've been setting boundaries and just not being
1: can you give me a for instance like what, what what would be an example of a boundary that you set about this
5: So I, um, so they want, so let me think here. Um, So they would call me and say, um, when can we come over? And then I would say, um, so I, Thursday or Friday would work for me. Um, Just let me know. So I can set my work schedule because I have a flexible schedule. So I set it and then they don't call. So then I go ahead and just say, well, they're not going to come. I'll set my schedule. Then they call, oh, we want to come. And I say, well i am working and then they continue to push me well we still want to come I'm like that i'm working i can't come and, okay, and that's a perfectly
1: like, reasonable boundary i mean but, but go on yeah i get it okay so then yeah,
5: so, yeah. so then so then so then it goes on well how about saturday well my son is running cross country that day oh well we can't come that day because of my of the nephew you know he's got something mm-hmm. going on that day and I'm like okay but then they're like well, we still want to come and come to both but the problem is is that they want to come to both and then they want to make my other son feel bad Well, we can't we can't come to both we can't sorry we couldn't make your thing because the, the nephew had something sure no it's no, okay super, so what's
1: miserable. the what's the problem so you you set this reasonable boundary like you know, with the work schedule thing mm-hmm. and so where do things fall apart for you and how can we help you out today
5: so, so then they so then they call me and then she'll send me text messages well um I'm sorry I'm bothering you or then she'll call and say well I'm just it's just too bad you can't seem to figure it out in your schedule and so then I'm just like what do i do i feel kind of bullied you know like
1: well you are being bullied yeah no that's exactly what's (laughs) happening you feel bullied because they're bullying you yeah
5: yeah it's hurtful and i'm just like these are my parents and i just don't understand and i talked to my husband about it and he's like i just don't care anymore
2: (laughs) no i bet he doesn't i bet he's just just had it with the crazy i'm going to ask you a very practical thing before we deal with the underlying nonsense that's happening here amber Okay. You you are a very busy mom of three. I can hear the little one. You've got a new child here that you have to deal with. You shouldn't be having to deal with childish parents. But you're also a working woman, so you've got a lot of skills. Have Mm -hmm. you ever said, Mom and Dad, I am going to get in touch with you on the 28th of every month, and we are going to sit down over Zoom, and we are going to put in at least two visits together into our schedule. So we both have that hammered out a month in advance, and then not, well, that will just be in, con- you know, in concrete. You, we know you're going to see your grandchildren. Nobody else's, you know, nonsense is going to get in our way. And then just be done with that and see if they're willing to cooperate. Have you ever tried to handle it in that kind of business-like, structured way?
5: <laughs> not quite that structured, but it's definitely something I could try. But the thing with them is, is they're very, I'm a very structured person, so I like to have mm-hmm. everything all hammered out, but they are not. They're very, la-ti-da, well, my schedule this or my schedule that. Like, the, the okay. business thing I tried, like, the, the thing I tried to do early in the week was to, to eliminate to, like when they called me and said, when can we come? And I said, well, Thursday or Friday of next week. Right, Monday right, Saturday. right. It's so right. yeah. it, it, okay. like, That was me trying to set something up. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no, that was perfectly reasonable and, and appropriate to do. And if, if they try to bully you out of that, you know, I think the best response is, you know, or like with the whole, well, I'm sorry I'm bothering you. or I'm sorry you couldn't work out your schedule. I, I think it's okay to say, you know what, Mom, I did work out my schedule you 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 refused to you respond to me until it was too late and i'm very sorry that you chose to do that but next time when i give you some times please call me in a more timely way so that we can get together boom right it's not the thing is we fall into this trap of trying to believing that we have to convince the person we've set the boundary with that our boundary was appropriate, and they should like it. You know, so go, let's go back to my metaphor. I don't know if you heard it over the break. Or, you know, where, where I was saying that, you know, when you're setting a good boundary, it's like you know, the person wants to climb in the back window of my house, so I lock the window and I put bars over the window, but I hold the front door open for them, and I say, "Come on in the front door, like everybody else." And then they still stand in the backyard screaming, "Why won't you let me in your house? You're so awful. You're so terrible. I can't climb through the window anymore. What's wrong with you?" And you just stand at the front door and you say the front door is open anytime you want to come in you're welcome that's what you're doing with your folks right and 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 you know in that in that job or in that metaphor i've just described to you it's not your job to go to the back door and say come on guys you know stop whining in the back way or come to the front it's just your job to hold the front door open so that's in this in this you know example that you gave you know when mom's is standing in the backyard screaming why won't you let me climb through the window by you know just accommodating your schedule you say mom i did do that you refused to, to take advantage of the opportunity I gave you to see your grandchildren and, and I'm sorry that you chose to not get back to me in a timely way but that's on you next time I give you some times get back to me
2: and tell her exactly when you need to you know please get back to me by tomorrow morning or by dinner time tomorrow night. And if I don't if hear not, from you, I have to slate in other things. And then, then my you're going to be disappointed, and that
1: makes and that makes me sad that you're disappointed. But I can't do anything about it once once that time's passed. Boom, you're done. And and, and do not worry if they they're going to play the victim, they're going to be manipulative, they're going to do all that emotional stuff. Don't buy into it. You're holding the front door open. That's a reasonable thing to do. Don't don't go in the back and, and and try to you know say oh well this time I'll I'll unlock the back window you can climb in my house that way it's fine, or try to go in the backyard and convince them to come to the front door. Just stand at the front door and keep holding it open. You're, you you have good instincts here. Just trust your gut. This you're not being disrespectful to your parents at all. You're giving them a way to see their grandkids. They're just being difficult, and so it's okay to call them on that and say I'm really sorry you missed out on seeing your grandkids this week. I gave you a way to do it. You refused to play along. And now you don't get to see them. That's on you. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Next time I give you some times, get back to me in a timely way.
2: Now, Amber, I want to address the fact that you said your children are seeing that your parents are, are giving the other grandchildren, your, your brother's children, preferential treatment you are such an insightful person you are able to lay this all out you know this is their stuff back when I grew up in New York City this was called your family's mishigas it means it's just the crazy that comes with your family and it's probably never going to change and so the message you have to give your children now and start to give yourself in giving this message to your children is yeah that's just your grandparents they've got their thing it really has nothing to do with you guys Dad and I will be there for this, we love you, you're our priority, your grandparents are your grandparents, and we just try to love them as best we can through all their mishigas, through all their stuff they came with. And you let them know that it's not their fault that also lets you know it's not your fault it's just your parents preset to their little bit of crazy they do love you they're driving you a little nuts but you don't have to bend to it and
1: again you know it doesn't I mean it's okay and you're not making excuses for it exactly. you're, just, you're just recognizing that it's got nothing to do with you and it's perfectly acceptable to set those boundaries uh, to keep you out of the drama exactly all right that's all the time we've got for today's program but if you are st- struggling to know how to set effective boundaries with those difficult to get along with people in your life even if they're people who are close to you you know, like your parents or your spouse, or your adult kids, or whoever. We want to help you manage those situations more gracefully, check out our resource, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. That's available at catholiccounselors.com. That's God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. You can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life through God's grace. And you learn all that at CatholicCounselors.com. Folks, get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day.
3: You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for
4: more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.